Does that laugh? Uh, I don't want to sing it. I want to look at it a second. Yeah, right there. Behold, you have come over the hills upon the mountains. And just remind what God laid in my heart that you know He's not done with you yet. Understand? I mean, I don't care how many times that you think you're done, how many times other people think they're done with you, that you're never going to do it. God isn't done with you yet. Kind of like Brother Kenny was saying earlier, you know, you're seeking the Lord and, and say, He'll give you that purpose. Amen? He ain't done with you yet. Okay? And I, I, to me, I just lifted me up that, you know, the whole world might fall away from me. They might turn their backs on me and say, oh, you're never going to be a mountain to nothing. But, you know, God ain't done with me yet. As long as I am not done with God, you know. Even then, He's not done with me. He just can't do anything with me because i got to put myself in His hands, you know. Remember, when you make a vessel, you got to put the clay in the, in the potter's hand. And that's what you do when you submit yourself to God. Here I am. I'm a, I'm a blob. Forming is something you may use, you know that. And I know there's a, uh, well, a story out there, I don't, I think one of you guys might have shared it on a Friday night, but about a vessel and it had a crack in it, and someone kept taking water up to the top of the mountains to water a flower, and time you get there, the water was all gone. They made fun of me, you know, what kind of crackpot are you? How can you ever be used? Well, they found out later on that along that path they was walking up to the mountain, Flowers are growing because the water come out, you know. So even if you consider yourself a crackpot, you know, God can, God still has a purpose for you, you know. And it just, uh, like I said earlier, you guys are real. I mean, that's what I love about this gathering here is just uh, where real people come together, worship the Lord, encouraging one another, and not giving up on each other, you know. I mean, you're here today because God moved upon you. He said, come in the fellowship. Amen. We love your haircut, Daryl. It looks good. Yeah, it really does. You know, we shut the lights off just for a second, Carol. Oh, that's not a dog I thought it would be. But. Well, I guess we, imagine it's all dark again. Okay? Can you see the light? Yeah. So, yeah, amen. Well, Jesus describes himself in the book of John that I am the light of the world. And, uh, amen. He says, uh, verse 12 of John 8, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. And uh, I know right now when, when, I, when I pick this, it doesn't look real bright. But can you see it all now? No. If I told you to follow the light, could you follow it now? Could you now? No. So even though this isn't a very bright light, you can still see it. Can you imagine how bright this would be if this was midnight and all the lights were off? Look how shiny that is. See? Well, right now, that represents you. That's the Word of God that's been deposited in you. Okay? It's in there. Okay? It's getting rid of some darkness that's been in your life. Amen? And I'm telling you what, the more we fuel it through God's Word, the brighter that light gets. And the darkness was inside of you, or, or can I put it this way, the cardinal person that's still hanging around, the old you, gets shoved back farther and farther. So don't think that you're not making progress. Don't think that God isn't working on your behalf. Hey, you're not where you was. You know that? And you're not, you're not where you're going to stay. Because God ain't done with you yet. 
you know, in the mornings you get up and, and it's snowy, or not snowy yet, but it's storming and, and the dark clouds and stuff. I mean, behind all the clouds, there's a sun up there, amen? It just hasn't broke through yet, but it's going to break through. We know that. The Bible says until he comes back, it's springtime and harvest. It takes sunshine and takes rain, amen? Same way in your life today as, as, as this little light comes on. It's making a difference in your life. You know, continue to grow. And even when you you can't see it in your life, it's still there. Because what happens, guys, we spend more time, we can spend more time looking at the darkness in our life and not at the brightness in our life. That is Jesus. Satan will always get you to look at the bad parts of your life. Always, look at you. You call yourself a Christian. You know? But you know, Satan is the father of lies. He will lie to you. Oh, I'll tell you what. But man, that's the light there. And if you want to turn to Isaiah for a moment, I'll give you a particular chapter that will all be in the same place. Chapter 60, I want to Chapter 60, the book of Isaiah, verse 1. Will you turn on the light? No, I can't turn on the light yet. I will her shortly, then we'll raise it back up again. This is, I got other scripture will be going to in a little bit, you know. Now, those of you that have your Bible on your phone, you're already there and it's lit up, right? I notice also that during this time of the year, most guys have their Bible apps on their phones. They're not really checking their, their Bible, they're checking the scores of the football game, so yeah. Yep. But it says in chapter 60, verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in their arms. Then you will see and be radiant and your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you and the wealth of the nations will come to you. Amazing. And we can look at it today and see how dark it is, how the darkness surrounding the people. But because of this, because of that light shining in your life, because of the light of Jesus Christ, people will be drawn to you. Amen? So don't be discouraged. There's no reason to turn our backs on Jesus. Amen? And no reason to be discouraged about your family. In the dark, just surround them completely. And maybe right now you think, there is no hope. There ain't no hope in my family. I know you don't believe that, but you might be thinking, oh man, I don't see any hope there. He's saying that you let that light of yours keep shining. You keep following Christ. You keep standing on His Word. You keep praying. You keep fasting. I'm telling you what, you see the breakthroughs come through. Don't let this world, don't let Satan wear you down. These eyes just give up. No, I'm telling you what. We've got the victory. We just can't get wore out. And some of them today, you're, you're still struggling with stuff. I'm telling you, and I'll probably talk about it next week. 
fasting. The Bible says to humble ourselves. How do you humble yourself? You fast. It's one of the greatest ways of doing it. And it breaks chain. It'll set you free. It'll break you through addictions. It'll give you insight. It's amazing what fasting will do for us. And when the Bible says, you know, if my people call by my name, will humble themselves. If they will fast, if they will surrender themselves to me, seek my faith. And I'm telling you what, man, he's, he's building his church up again. He's building his church up as people are falling on their knees and falling back in love with him. But it's the, the light that we got to concentrate on. That's Jesus Christ. He said, even the wealth of the nations will come to you. And we turn the light up now that we're Susan finding our way. Okay? Oh, let me give this back to Josh before I walk home with it today. Thanks, Josh. But to me, it's an awesome scripture to hang on to and, and just remind yourself. In the deep darkness around the people, but the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will appear upon you. And nations will come to your light. See, a lot of leaders right now, listen, you got them complex. Understand this. All this stuff is trying to be done against the church, trying to be done against this nation and this world. It's like, ah, how can it be? How come every time when they do something evil to it, it's being overthrown? Every time the, the evil ones or the practicing evils try to do something, it gets exposed. They don't know what to do. Eventually, some of them are going to look towards you. They'll look towards the light that's living in you. Look towards God. Like, we need some answers here. Because nothing else, people love power. And they've been trying this evil power to gain what they want to gain. But I'm telling you, not all of us going to go through. And we, I don't understand. Every time I try to do something, and I try to take something from the people, it can come back to my face. And I start to lose people. You know, you notice that right now, we had a great divide in our nation a couple of years ago. Well, you starting to see now that it's less of a divide because people's eyeballs are getting open. They realize, man, that's darkness. Because of your light, because standing on the truth, by sharing the Word of God and exposing darkness, man, people are coming over. And if I can say the politicians, they love power. Okay? Now, whether what side they don't get, they want to control people. Well, come on over on the light side. Let God work through them. Use their power for His glory. Amen? And God can do that. Because He's done it with you, isn't He? He brought you out of darkness to light, and He's using you for His glory. And so, we just got to stand on that. And he says, I will have your... Uh, your sons will come from afar... And your daughters will be carried in the arms. saying to returning their children back because of the light living in you, because of your walk with the Lord. You might not even have any contact with your children. Physically contact with your children. But man, we're talking about a spirit realm, amen? We're, we are talking about a spirit realm, man. And that's where our victory is at. That light in what we have spoken, the seeds you have sowed, the prayers you put up, they're not void. Just, don't, just be, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Because God isn't done with you yet. And He's not done with your family.
You're making a difference, folks. But you say, well, I'm not perfect. Well, thank God you're honest. Because God can work with honest people. But you have a heart. You have the heart for Jesus. You have a heart for people. And that heart is what calls you to pray. That heart is what wakes you up in the middle of the night. That heart will cause you to fast, to intercede. It will cause you to weep. You'll be up two or three hours in the middle of the night, maybe crying out, Oh, God, deliver help. That's the heart of Christ. When we said earlier, open my eyes and my heart, Lord. One thing that shows me this past week is that as I open my eyes up more and more, I see Him in other people, even though He's not there yet. That makes sense to you? I see the potential. I mean, man, that was a great revelation. Again, God reminded me this week, you know. I think we all need that from time to time. But it reminds me greater, and I was fighting a battle, and I was going to do it in a physical sense. And no, 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 no. It's a spiritual battle. And I just, once I realized that, once again, and a peace came over me like, wow, that is awesome. So what you're doing as you follow Him, more of Him, less of yourself, but just absorb this word and allow it to be the center of your life. The man, the awesome times we're in. I thought it was kind of dark. There we go. Yeah, now we can see the light. Wow. A couple of things we'll share this morning here before we close out, but I just want to go back to Hebrews thirteen eighteen, encouraging for every one of us who's following Jesus today. And he says to humble yourself. Sometimes when you humble yourself, you have to ask people for help, right? You know, too many times pride will come along, and oh, I can't ask them this, I can't ask for that. But in the Hebrew, the thirteenth chapter, verse eighteen. Let's see what Brother Paul wrote. He says, we touched base on this a couple of weeks ago again. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a good conscience, desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. So I said, disciple of man, I want you to pray for us, pray for strength, pray for wisdom, pray for protection, because we want to have a good conscience, because we represent Jesus, and we want to make sure we do that. Honorably in all things. Now, is that not our desire also? Is it our desire to, to honor the Lord that way and have a good conscience? And every time we open our mouth up, that we say something that's going to bring Him glory? Is that not us? Is it, I got two people saying yes. Okay. Can I have a three one? Okay. Well, it should be ours. How many times did you get yourself in a situation this past week that you opened your mouth up and you shouldn't have? Anybody do that? Praise God again, honesty. But okay, okay. How many of us knew that when we went to that particular place we would have issues? Anybody? Okay, you just kinda of open your mouth up and pop, okay. So it's two different ways. One, if you know you've gone into some place, man, I got a tough time this Wednesday or Thursday, I'm gonna be doing this. Pray for me, pray for me. Eleven o'clock, I'm gonna meet Rick here, I'm gonna ask to borrow money off of him, just pray that I have boldness and that his heart to be softened, you know, and he has a purse out, you know, and open it up. But to recognize what you're stepping into and ask for prayer. The second thing would be is to pray. 
to pray for wisdom and boldness and, and to be able to keep our mouth shut. But, the, you know, Brother Paul and the rest of them, they knew what they was going through. I mean, I can't imagine being in prison, being beaten for the gospel of Jesus. I mean, how many of us would want to rise up and whew, overthrow the prison? The old man would, right? The old cardinal would. But you realize, man, my hands in the hands of Jesus. And I'm here now. Give me boldness. I may speak the truth to my, my captors. But then my hearts can be changed. Well, how can I do that? I, you got to pray for me. Because the old man want to raise up. I'll have a jailbreak. I'll be making a key for the door. To recognize that. Paul said, man, pray for wherever we go. I may have a, have a great testimony. And that's where it goes back to each one of us. Do you pray for your church family? Do you pray for yourself? Have you ever asked for prayer? Hey, I got some tough times coming up. I need favor. I need wisdom. The Bible says you need wisdom. Ask of God. He'll give it to you. And then when He gives you the wisdom, make sure you apply it. A lot of times we ask the Lord for an answer, right? He'll give it to you. We don't like the answer. We say, well, that's not from God, right? <laughs> yeah, we try to convince ourselves that way. But again, make sure that we're not out there by yourself to see your weaknesses that you have. If you have uh, if you, if you have addictions that you're fighting through, and addiction can be anything, and you help, man, I'm telling you what, through prayer, fasting, and brothers and sisters interceding for you, you have a certain time of day that's tough for you. You know, if, if you're, let's say you're trying to quit drinking, and your toughest time is 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Hey man, will you keep me in prayer between like four thirty, five thirty? If I just get past the bar on my way home, I got it made. We just keep me in prayer. Yes, I'll do that for you. And we're gonna see them pray, and you make it home. You get that strength, you know. It could be a possibility that street that he's gonna go down is closed temporarily. You can't go down there. Who knows how God works in that? But brothers and sisters, interceding, praying for one another. Then Ephesians six eighteen. He says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with the perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change. Brother Paul speaking. That in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he's then, again, reminding us what we just said. Praying for one another in, this, in the assembly. In the church. Praying for brothers and sisters. Praying for strength. Praying for boldness. Praying for deliverance. And Paul said, pray for me. That I, again, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And folks, that's for us wherever we may go. Man, the, the, the world out there is open for us. So you're at Walmart today, you're at drive through your family, it's, it's, it's a field out there to share the gospel there for Jesus. To let that light in you shine. That's what your calling in, your, in our life is. That's your number one purpose. That's why you're still here on planet earth. And to share that gospel and live for the Lord. Because the days are short. He is coming so quickly. So quickly. This is not our own life anymore. It belongs to the Lord. And He's here to pour into us, to bless us, to be a blessing, to equip us, to do what He's called us to do. But to pray. First Samuel twelve twenty three. A couple more scriptures here. Just help us remind ourselves that we need to be praying more and more. 
But First Samuel twelve twenty three. This is moreover as for me, Samuel saying, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you in good and in the right way. Now Samuel was having a tough time. Some of the folks there had, had kind of like turned against him, okay? You ever have anybody turn against you? Have anybody do you dirty? Have anybody ever speak about you? A man and they're wrong? Mm-mm-mm. But Samuel said, Far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. So he brought it right down. It's not that Daryl and I get into it. I'll tell you what. Make fun of my haircut, will you? Okay. I'm not going to pray for you. (laughs) He's saying, listen, I'm not sinning against Daryl. I'm sinning against the Lord. Think of that. That kind of wake our eyeballs up a little bit, huh? That kind of humbles us a little bit, you know? Why? Why would that be a sin against the Lord? Because whose mouth do you have? The Lord's mouth, yes. His spirit is inside of you. Yes. Does He not say His word won't come back void? Yes, He says that. Does He have a desire to bless Daryl? I mean, our haircut's arguments is immaterial. We're not arguing about it, you know. He has no hair to argue about. Okay. But, but, but what He's saying is, man, if we don't pray for one another... Pray for those who persecute you. We are sitting and not against them, but against God. Because God has a plan and purpose of every life. Understand that. And one of the main purposes that nobody would ever perish. Okay? But in order for that to take place, He works through us. Remember, we have dominion. We have the authority on this earth. He doesn't because He don't have a physical body. So He works through us. He needs to use our or on their legs or mouth. See how important your prayer is? See how important it is when you pray for someone that, man, just, they despise you. They have no, nothing good to say about you. They won't forgive you. And when you pray for them, oh, God, this bless them today. May they feel your presence, Lord. May their heart be softened to the gospel. Man, that turned the devil upside down. He wants you to get to the point where you won't pray for those who come against you. And I'll confess to you, I was, like, I was that way this week almost. I was ready to hide in trees and jump on top of people. <laughs> but praise God, he opened my eyes up and man, I saw. It's just awesome. It just, uh, and so how do I slap the devil by praying for the person he's using trying to destroy something? And you know, for God to have the glory, you know? It's just, uh, like Carol said the other night, I think at Bible study, I said it before, that we pray for the church, but it's really kind of easy because you all sit in the same place about all the time. And so we can start up front and go back and forth. And, and uh, so it really works out. You having the, and I know where these three are, so I already started up here. That way I get in the right order here. <laughs> Jeremiah 29 7. Jeremiah 29.7 says, Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will have welfare also. 
Otherwise, don't cut. Well, they don't cut off your nose, despise your face, or whatever. Something like that. You know, wherever you're at, man, honor God and pray for them because it's going to affect you. You know, I mean, let's say he's really upset. They're really, really mad. Let's say Charlie's mad at me today. We'll pick on Charlie back here, okay? So oh, I just can't stand that pastoral man. I just, I don't care. It's twenty below zero. I just pray that that furnace breaks down today. He'll just freeze today. Boom. But look what just happened. The furnace just broke down. Wait, ah, oh, Charlie forgot. Ah, oh, he's in here. So he's gonna be freezing right along the rest of us. Amen. So what should he done? <laughs> you should have prayed for me. My eyes be open, whatever it is that you despise of me. But that not, but for the furnace to operate correctly, because it's going to affect you. So when he says to pray for those and all this here, it affects us as well as them. Because if we honor God, honor His word, we give Him a reason to bless us, and to bless us. Is awesome, but also he blesses us to be a blessing. See how that works, okay? And and when we don't listen, we we get stubborn and we get upset at whatever it is. I ain't gonna pray today, and we're really shutting down what God has purpose for you, and for the person we refuse to pray for. But yielding ourselves, okay, God, it's gonna be really difficult to pray for Charlie today. He shut my furnace off, but. Uh, I'm going to pray he's blessed and God that you're just pouring into his life and you have a revelation of you. And whatever calls us to have a divide, God to be dissolved. Amen. And that blesses the Lord. I remember one time, and I've confessed before on this, Bill Hopkins. You all remember Bill? Well, Bill had a habit. He came up old school, so he loved to recycle. He had a habit of going through our dumpsters out there digging stuff out. And... Uh, it really bothered me because we had broken glass. It could be all kind of stuff out there. And I told him several times, but Bill, don't do that. You know, go in there and drag them bags out. And he took them to the garage and he separated all the stuff. And he's doing awesome stuff, okay? But I was so concerned for his heart, uh, for his safety, you know. Afraid he's going to fall in the dumpster and not get out. I said, listen, don't do it. I've actually built, you understand, I don't see you get cut. I don't see you get hurt. I don't see you get bit by a mouse or something. Yet. Bill, don't go through it. Boom. We had that divide. And that next Sunday, he didn't come to church. My whole heart was for him. I couldn't get him to understand that. And I was in here on Monday. I was just praying, Lord, I don't, you know, I just, me and Bill, we have to be reconciled together, Father. I mean, I, you know my heart for Bill. And God said, well, give him a call. I called Bill Hopkins. And he said, oh, really? So I was just praying to the Lord that I could talk to you to get things reconciled. Brought things back together, okay? Just a misunderstanding. My heart was for him. My compassion was, but it just it can cause a separation at times. But come back together like that, you know. That's what God wants us to do, you know, and understand and forgive one another. So. Psalms one twenty two six is another request for prayer. And we touched on this last week when I was talking about our offering and stuff. It says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you, how the Bible states. So we intercede and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace they have with God through the Son, Jesus Christ. We pray for protection. We pray for Iran's missile will fail. We pray for wisdom for leaders. Uh, we intercede for that. I mean, this is God's chosen people. We've been grafted into the blood of Jesus. But again, 
if you lived in Columbus and my children was in Columbus, I can't get there. I have to work through you to bless them. What a great blessing I give you for blessing my children. Amen? You follow me on that? So as we speak the Word of God out, speak blessings and pray for Jerusalem, we're doing what God wants us to do, allows Him to do what He wants to do, but He blesses us for doing that. I mean, His love is unconditional. Understand that. There's nothing you can do today that God will stop loving you. But His blessings are conditional. Do you understand? I mean, my love for Ryan will never ever change. But his allowance was conditional, you know? <laughs> I know, I saw you a couple of years back. <laughs> and then First Timothy 2, well, we got a couple more yet, guys. Uh, we have a couple more yet, guys. Oh, what do you want? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I know, I like to harass her a little bit. First Timothy chapter 2, we'll go to the first verse in 2 Timothy. No, it's 1 Timothy. I have to do it in there. Everybody, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Carol, are you ready? All right. Oh, not yet. Okay, well, forget about that. Let's go to a different chapter. Let's know. But he says, he says, first of all, then, I urge... The entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men. For kings and all who are in authority, so we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. His desire that all men will come to the knowledge to be born again. Okay, so he wants us to intercede and pray for those in authority. Now, it's not saying that those in authority will come. They still have a free will, right? But as we pray for them and intercede on their behalf and bind the evil that's coming against them, they have a greater opportunity to come to know Jesus. Okay, because God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Okay? But what happens then... You open yourself up for blessings from God. Think of that. Because on how evil somebody is, at one time, I know this for a fact, at one time they were a baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyone there was a baby was Adam and Eve, okay? They, had, they were somebody's little boy, little girl. Someone they had plans for. Someone they raised up. And somehow they got a hold of the wrong path. So God has a desire for them to be rescued. And some of them I know that's really evil. But God said, I just want you to see, pray for them. I got has protection around the day, may their eyes be open. You know, you hear me pray here all the time, God. May those who are doing evil against us, may be brought to justice, may be held accountable. But God, through all that, may their eyes be open to see you. Because most people come to know the Lord once they've been caught. Amen? Once his whole life has been exposed, it's easier to okay. It's out there now. Because until then, Satan blackmails a lot of people. You know? You get involved. You ever, don't answer it, but you ever do something in your life that you don't want nobody to ever know it? Maybe one or two people know you, knew it, you, you did it. Except for Kenny. Everybody know you're streaking. Okay? But one or two people, think of somebody right now that know 
what you did at one time. And how it would make you feel they exposed that. Like, man, that's been 30 years ago, man. Okay, now think about it, okay? If you got somebody in mind. Now you run into them. They don't know Jesus. They're still doing the same thing that maybe you've had to expose you for. Do you witness to me? Hey, man, listen. You need Christ in your life. You know, I was there one time and whew, you deliver me from it. And try to bring him to the Lord. Or do you shy away from them? Because, man, if I talk to them, they're going to get mad at me. They're going to tell everybody what I did too. See where we're at? Yeah, I know. But the minute... Let's, I, don't, I, don't, I won't pick nobody in here. But this, the, the, if you did something like right now, and somebody thought, man, they're going to say someday, and you're going to expose me to my congregation here, and you stood up and said, I want to confess something. And you say, I did this. Boom. There's no longer anything over top of you. There's no, other, no more control. They can't blackmail you anymore because you exposed it. Amen? That also, well, that's what happens right now with a lot of folks. They've done something. They're being blackmailed, being used by the devil. They're in all this corruption. They won't be set free from it. But they can't come out of it because of the threats towards them and their families. But the minute it's exposed, things surrender. They can confess and come to know Jesus. That's why we pray those things have been done in darkness brought into the light. When it's brought into the light, brought into the Lord, they can be dealt with. People can be set free. Amen. And that's why we pray for those in authority over us. Sure, we want leaders who are going to love Jesus. Amen. We want leaders who make laws according to God's word. We want that. We want that. We want to get rid of those who do not want that. We want to vote them out. But even that, He wants us to have a heart for Him, for Jesus, to pray for those in authority over us that will come to know Him before it's late, too late. And I'm telling you what, He's coming very, very soon. Very, very soon. And the last one we'll have today, and we'll be done with this series, is Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Matthew 5, verse 43. might be a good one to read about every morning to remind ourselves. Yeah, I know. And we have so many declarations and decrees that we have anymore we never go to bed. <laughs> it takes 12 hours to get through them all. <laughs> I've got a notion to record them all just push a button in the morning and, and amen I'll affirm myself with it. <laughs> but you have heard well, like I said the other day ditto remember when you was confessing your word ditto yep. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous.
For you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the non-believers do the same? Therefore you are to be perfect, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. We have to understand when we say to love your neighbor, love your enemies, love those who persecute you. He's not saying to agree with them. Love is not a an emotion, which most of us think it is. Love is a condition. To love someone enough that you don't want to see them perish. Not that you love what they do, you don't love what they say, you don't love what they've done. Like Jesus, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. It wasn't that God so loved what the world was doing. It wasn't that God approved everything mankind was doing. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to die for their sins to take their place. That was a choice that Jesus made. And you know what? He never backed down from it. You know, he was able to accomplish that through his prayer, through fasting, through spending time with God, and even arguing with himself. When he say that arguing, when he said, "Let this cup pass from me," when he's in the in the garden of Gethsemane, and he's getting close to for uh, to be handled and beaten, but he reminded himself, "And hey, listen, this is my life." Jesus said, "This isn't my life. I've, I've been I've been sent here to live for you." He saw you. He saw me. That gave him the strength to go through what God called him to do. And folks, we need the same in our life. We need to realize that our purpose in life that is to live for, for the Lord. And I'm tiny, we'll encounter a lot of ugly stuff. But that's okay, so did Jesus. How will we come through it? Same way Jesus did. Prayer, fasting, saying the word, and Jesus hung. He had his followers, he had believers around them all the time. That's what we have here. Other believers and followers encourage one another. But again, he's saying, hey, pray for those who persecute you. And the only way we can do that is having Christ in us. Because otherwise we'll be grabbing ball bats and nunchucks and everything else. I'll pray for them. <laughs> you know. And, and you're praying for the salvation. You don't pray that they die. Okay. We should never take any, never rejoice over the death of anybody because we don't rejoice when people go to hell. We can rejoice when people have been removed from power. But our heart should always, you know, be really, oh man. That guy got killed doing that, man. Blinded by Satan, now he's in hell probably. You know? But let the Lord work through us. And it's intercession prayer, but again, to close out today, the number one person to pray for first is yourself. Amen? We have to be strong. We have to be ready. Otherwise, we can't do any good. You know? If you, if you want to come rescue me out of a building, work out first, okay?
<laughs> you know, get your muscles built up because I'm pretty heavy. And otherwise you might be carrying me out or both go through the floor. And, uh, but you don't ever be afraid to put yourself first in that category. I know we serve other people, amen? But in the morning, I mean, our first thing we do, we pray. We pray for ourselves. Uh, with God's word, the strength, recognize who we are. And let God lead us in how He wants us to pray. But prayer, like you said, the light has come. The light is shining. The light is shining through you. Others see it. Even though they reject you right now, maybe. Maybe family reject you. Let your light shine. Let God be all closer to you. And watch Him come to you. And folks, when they come back to you, or when they come to you, however they do it, be ready to all. Amen. Welcome. Glad to see you. Let God take it from there.